to the Backdoor Football Show. Delighted to be joined by Irish Times sports journalist Maggie Clerkin. Um, I suppose looking ahead to the league first, uh, Maggie, do you think there's going to be a lot of shadow boxing really because a lot of these teams are going to meet down the line in the championship? Uh, hi, Paul. Yeah, I guess. I guess it, even even if it wasn't deliberate. I guess there'll have to be a bit of shadow boxing because, you know, challenge matches aside, these teams haven't played for seven months, six and a half months, you know. So with the best will in the world, no matter how um, how engaged they are, um, it's going to be, there's going it, no, it's not going to be challenge match feel, but it's going to be, people are going to be feeling each other out, you know. Um, now, definitely, like if you even just take take Division One, you take this weekend, like Corona playing Donegal, uh, and they're meeting again in what three weeks. Yeah. So you know, neither of them have a whole pile to play for here. Neither of them are going to win Division One. Neither of them are going to get relegated. Donegal just have too big a points difference, so like the, there's um, a minimal chance of them going down. So. Um, are they really, are them and Tyrone really going to go at it now on Sunday? It feels very hard to believe. Uh, Mayo and Galway kind of similar, except that Mayo do have something to play for. So it comes down to whether or not they want, whether or not staying in Division 1 is really important to them. Who knows? Uh, you know, even that even that fixture, you know, has been hit by, by COVID, like Galway oh, had to pull a few players out. So I think there's going to be a lot of, Shadow boxing mightn't mightn't quite get the be the right term because I don't know if it's going to be exactly people being cagey, I but I do think it's more just going to be a lot of feeling their way into the league, like feeling their way like like the championship starts in a fortnight, uh, you know, certainly in Division One. Do, does anybody really care what happens in the next two weeks? You know, they're. The, the the all Ireland is is really what what they're all interested in. If if they are, you know, further down the leagues, absolutely division two, division three. These next next fortnight are, are important, uh, much more important. I would argue. Well, I suppose everyone knows really than than the championship for for uh, the vast majority of the teams. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting because. It's a completely unique situation. You know, we have never had anything like this. So if you're making predictions, like, about what, what the league is going to be like this weekend, you know, you're either spoofing or... No, in fact, you're actually just spoofing. Because, like, nobody knows. You've no, you know, we have nothing to go on here other than, you know, a little bit of injury news. But, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to guess at starting 15 for any county this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose one thing that's probably been the most talked about this week, uh, Jim McGuinness training Goa. Um, what did you make of it? It looks like it's, it was only really a once-off session. Yeah, I don't know if it was only a once-off session. I have no information to the contrary, other than what Parik Joyce said afterwards, that, that they did it and then he'll, he'll debrief his players and see what they think of it. Uh uh, I mean, it obviously made headlines because 
uh, you know, Jim hasn't been seen really on a GA pitch in a couple of years. Um, it, I'm not, you know, I'm not amazed by it. Uh, once he's in the country, why wouldn't you get him? Uh, especially him and Joyce, you know, go back 20, 25 years together. They were in college together in the 90s, you know. Um, I think it's a, like, it's a great move for Galway for to, or to work on specific things that they do need to work on. You know, um, they were the best team in the league um, up until, you know, it finished. The, the, the la their game against me actually was the last inter-county game I was at, which was on the 1st of March. And, like, they were great that day. You know, Mead's... Mead had, fair enough, Mead had lost four from four and needed to get some sort of result to, to have any chance of avoiding relegation and didn't manage it. But Mead were the best team for the first half an hour, I remember, that game. They were really on it. And Galway... Galway had one of those performances where they were kind of a little bit ponderous, a little bit waiting on Shane Walsh to do something, and then Shane Walsh did something and got them back into the game. I remember he scored a magnificent. He scored one of these brilliant Shane Walsh points where he sort of runs thirty-five meters diagonally across the pitch, then down the right sideline, and then like all the way soloing on his left foot, and then puts it over with his right from the right sideline. And like it was one of the best points I've ever seen in person. Uh, and I remember afterward, didn't he even make it onto League Sunday? But um, I got the sense from and Galway like, kicked on from there and saw it out and were and were and were so much better. But I did come away from that game thinking that against a better team, you know, they would have been. They would have given themselves too much to do there. Like I, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think Meath might have gone five points up, and a Kerry or a Dublin would have gone ten points up, and there would have been nothing for them to do for Shane Walsh to do after that. So, if um, you know, what do we what do we know that McGinnis would bring? We know that he would bring. I don't think Parry Joyce is getting him in. Specific, you know, to work out a game plan like that's that's Joyce's deal. That's his, you know, he's the he's the gaffer. Like it's up to him to to come up with how they're how they're going to play. Um, but intensity, yeah, that that's a big McGuinness thing. Commitment, that's a big McGuinness thing. Absolutely throwing yourself into everything from the start. Um, going wholehearted, all that kind of stuff. Not waiting around for the game to come to you because they're not good enough to do that. You know, Dublin are. Uh, Kerry are against everybody except Dublin. The Kerry and Dublin are so far ahead of everybody. You know, we we presume we don't know. Like it's been seven months, but we presume that they're far enough of everybody else that they are the two teams that are able to give give a bit of a five-point head start to to a good team and and find their way back in. Galway aren't. You know, we, we know that they're not. Um, they're de like they're good enough against certain teams, but they wouldn't be able to give Kerry or Dublin a five-point head start and and draw it back in. So maybe that's maybe maybe if if that's all he's there for. Again, we don't know if it's going to be a long-term thing, but if that's all he's there for for a couple of sessions, something like that, no harm, no harm at all. 
Yeah, and can we meet Monaghan um, this weekend? Um, mm. Peter Keane's probably had his job is to pick the full forward line for Kerry. Just so many options. Uh, Clifford, Ganey, Killian Spillane, Tony Roslin, Tommy Walsh. Like, it's, it's James O'Donoghue as well. Such a tough job, really. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. You know, um, like Clifford and Ganey are both going to be picked. You would say, wouldn't you? Um, unless one of the the younger lads is absolutely skating around training, maybe Tony Brosnan or, or, or maybe Killian Spam. But I mean, I don't see Tommy Walsh as as a starter. Uh, I could see him as a finisher, all right. It's going to be a really interesting championship, really interesting month or so for for James O'Donoghue. You know, where is he in his career? Where you know where? What, what is he to carry, you know? The, the footballer of the year, James O'Donoghue from 2014, was their, you know, their X factor in in attack. You know, the, the, they had a lot of really um, good and strong uh, athletes around that team, you know, um, and they had, you know, obviously Kieran Donaghy came into it later on, but uh, O'Donoghue was the, you know, he was the bit of the bit of genius. Uh, he's not that anymore. You know, they they don't need him to be that. Uh, they don't. They have that. Like they have, you know, Clifford is Clifford is it, boy. You know, <laughs> he's 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 the the that uh, the genius job isn't open. You know, it's it's Clifford's and. Uh, Ganey is there as a really top, top quality forward. So what's James O'Donoghue for in that scenario? You know, are they are they really he, he doesn't have the legs that he had, he doesn't have the killer instinct or the, the ability to breeze past players and ping it into the top corner, or if he has, he hasn't shown it in a while. So um I think you're right. Uh Keane's options up there are are plentiful. Um but in a way, it's the one part of of life that Peter King doesn't really need to worry about or spend too much time thinking over. You know, pick Clifford, pick Ganey, pick somebody else to go alongside them. Uh, it's not going to be the difference between them beating Dublin and not. The difference is going to be what they do further back the field and and how they how they contain Dublin. You know, not not contain. Kerry aren't aren't a team for containment. They're not a county for containment. But um, you still have to defend. You still have to uh, keep the other crowd from scoring more than you. So um, that's I would suggest his his biggest uh, his biggest headache. Um, I think that I think Clifford and, and Ganey and whoever else is up there will will probably take care of, take care of it themselves. Yeah, and Monaghan coming up against Kerry and Bernard mm. Brogan coming out during the week saying that a winter championship could benefit Monaghan. Would, would you agree? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, obviously I could uh, cross my fingers and uh, hope that Bernard was right. Um, yeah, uh, look, I, I have thought about that a bit. And, you know, instinctively you think, yeah, Monaghan have been a really good league team for I think six years now. They've been in, and they 
go into Division 1 every year uh, as one of the favourites to be relegated. And they have not been relegated, I think, since, I think it's 2015. I might have those years wrong. But, like, it's, it's five or six seasons in the top division. Uh, only, I would, only, I think, Kerry and Dublin and Mayo have been there longer, you know. Um, so, what does that tell us? It tells us that they're well fit to play in cold conditions, wet conditions, mucky conditions, conditions where it comes down to a bit of a scrap. But of course, we're not comparing like with like when it comes to this championship. You know, this is not going to be a league. You know, Monaghan are, I think Monaghan beat Kerry three years in a row. I think they lost to them last year. Um, but like the three previous years to that, they beat them in the league. Once in Tralee or Killarney. Once in, one, anyway, once in Kerry and twice in Monaghan. Now, if they played Kerry three years in a row in a championship, in a winter championship, like they just would not beat them three years in a row. So the point is, the Monaghan team that is really good and consistent through the league uh, are doing it at a time when the other counties have one eye on the summer or have more than one eye on the summer. Like Kerry don't try and win a league, really. Dublin try to, but, you know, fine. But it's not it's not an exact comparison. I, I get what Bernard's hinting at, you know, that Monaghan have been a good team in the colder months. Um, but that's not necessarily going to follow here in this championship because everybody's trying. Like, and especially this championship where it's knockout, you know, nobody is cruising through games in the in this championship knowing that there's a back door. Nobody is cruising through games knowing that if they lose this week, well, they can win, they have a handy away fixture next week, which is the case in the league. So, yes, Monaghan have had decent leagues and have shown themselves to be able to be consistent and have shown themselves to be able to scrap out games. But you're never 100% sure how seriously the other crowd are taking it. Do you know what I'm getting at? Like that, that okay, so they, I go back to the start of this league. Was it the second or third game? I was at it on a Saturday night in Croke Park. And I think Monaghan went 11 points up on Dublin. Yeah. Something like that. A ridiculous uh, uh, gap. And it was against a Dublin team where... I think Desi might even have made two substitutions before half time, and there was a couple of lads on that you just even even I, you know, who 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 have been covering Dublin and covering O'Byrne Cups and stuff like that. Still a few names there on the on the Dublin team sheet that I was still kind of going. Really, I'm I'm not sure I know that guy, you know. Um, and apart from anything, then Dublin came back and drew the bloody game. You know, and and it might in the end. I don't think it will, but it might in the end cause Monaghan relegation. You know, if they if they lose their next two games. But the point is that that's a really false game. Like that game has no bearing whatsoever on what this championship, uh, or indeed the end of this league, is going to be like. You know, because okay, Monaghan did well on a cold night, bad conditions, uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and, and got a draw with Dublin.
But A, they should have beat Dublin, and B, it wasn't a full Dublin team. And C, did Dublin really give a shit? You know, so it's um, that comparison. It's an easy one to make, and I see what Bernard's saying. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't be getting carried away. Like apart from anything, Mana need to win at least one of these games to stay up. Uh, and if they don't beat Kerry on Saturday, they have to beat Mead the following week, and then they're playing Kerry or Cavan the following week, and then they're playing uh, either Antrim or, or they, then then they're playing Antrim the following week if they beat Cavan. So like they have, I think it's five games in six weeks just to get to an Ulster final, you know, uh, uh, and stay up. So it's going to be, and they don't have a big squad, you know, like. They, they they don't like they have 22 23 players so uh now i've rambled on there for your monahan answer but i do i yeah i i wouldn't just be um wouldn't be rushing to the bookies just yet and um mead coming up against dublin no points but is it a real chance for andy McEntee and his players to have a real go at dublin this weekend it's really hard to know like, it's really hard to know what, of all the games, actually, on the weekend, it's, it's so hard to know what, what this one will bring. Like, when you think about it, Desi Farrell got through the, the early part of the league and he still hadn't seen a heap of his players, you know? Like, a heap of his All-Ireland winners hadn't hadn't turned up or just hadn't, hadn't had a run out yet. Um... Since then, Jack McCaffrey has left. Dermot Connolly has left. Uh, Paul Clark has left the back room. Um, so it's really difficult to know what what Dublin are going to turn up like. But we know, you know, like you don't have to guess really with Dublin. They they turn up to win. They they will turn up with a great team. Uh, everybody's fit. Like Keno Sullivan has had seven months to get fit. Uh, I would have said at the end of last year's All-Ireland that that was the end of him, but he's had a fantastic piece. You know, lockdown uh, really helped him as it has helped players in every panel, in every county, um, to get themselves rehabbed, to get a rest, to let the body replenish itself. So, you know, my big worry for worry, I wasn't worried about them, but my big, uh, the big weakness I saw in Dublin towards the end of last year uh, was when Keno Sullivan isn't there to be that sweeper, um, they end up having to get somebody else to do it, or they rotate it around and they start losing little bits and pieces here and there. So if he's back, like Dublin are going to be fairly impregnable, you know. Um, and for me, yeah, like, look, Andy McIntyre will send them out to have a go, but they're so far off, Dublin. You know, they're in a, they're at least double digits off Dublin um, on a on a serious day. Whether this is a serious day is another matter. Like, who who the hell knows? Uh, they had bad news this week. I think Mickey Newman is gone uh, for the year, and like that's. I mean, he can't afford that, you know. Uh, like he's not, he's not amazing. He's not, you know, uh, he's he's not Paul Mannion, but like he's he's definitely one of their 
best four forwards, most reliable, most experienced. It's a big loss, you know. Um, so, uh, Andy will send them out. They will have to have a go uh, and see where they are. But I would suggest that they have a bigger... Like, they can't stay up, so, you know, what do they care? Um, and they have... Like, it's no, it's no gimme that they make a Leinster final, you know? Um, Dublin are on the far side, fair enough, but, like... God, would you would you really would you really put a lot of money on them to beat Kildare if that comes around in a in a Leinster semi final? I don't know yet. You know, uh, they were getting there in the league, like they really were improving, um, but they were doing some one or two stupid things in every game, and they they really looked like a team that needed a couple of years in Division One to iron out the incidences of stupidity and that's what division one does for you like that's what to go back to monaghan monaghan don't do that much stupid stuff you know they like you know they're not a big free wheeling team although they're they have you know they're 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 using more forwards than just Connor mcmanus but but the reason they stay in games in the league in those cold months is that they don't do stupid things and they don't panic if they go four points down, they don't try and get a goal just to get straight back into the game. They work a free here and there. Rory Began kicks one over from 60 yards. Connor McManus gets into it, maybe draws a free. They chip away and chip away. Whereas, and that's just the experience of being in those big Division One games where you know that if you keep doing the right thing, don't give the ball away, keep working it, you will get your chance and it will come down to whether you can take them. Whereas neither are a couple of years away from that, I think. I think they just need like they're definitely get they're definitely improving. McIntyre has done a really fine job there. Like they were they were they were scary to nobody three years ago when he came, but I don't know, they're better they they are definitely definitely a better proposition for that league. Now, the lockdown came at the wrong time for them because I, I would suggest that had they kept kept on that reasonably upward curve, although the results hadn't hadn't gone their way, but if they had kept on a reasonably upward curve, I think they would have... Okay, they had Dublin and then Monaghan left, so who's to say whether they would have won either game? But they would have they would have really given Dublin a serious game in that sixth game, which, which this one is now, this weekend. But... Had that come at the start of March, I would have been interested to see what sort of game it would be. Um, but I don't, I don't hold out an awful lot of hope for them. Apart from anything, Dublin love stepping on the necks of their rivals. You know, they love knocking the notions out of teams, like which they did. You know, they've done it to Tyrone. Like, like Tyrone have just, they're not in, they're not in Dublin's league now because Dublin keep reminding them of that and. They've, you know, the whole of Leinster is just they're 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 just pygmies compared to Dublin now. So, um, it would be it wouldn't cost Dublin a thought to to beat Meath by fifteen points without would have their team out now on Sunday if they if they had the notion to do it. Absolutely, and um, moving on to Division Two, uh, mm. Armagh meeting Roscommon, two teams with huge potential. 
first versus second. And I suppose with more at stake at Division Two, it's probably the game of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Um, in normal times, but at the same time, like nobody knows even what what really they're playing for. You know, okay, so you're playing for promotion. When is the next league even going to be? You know, what's the 2021 league gonna be like? Like, there's talk that it, that it will that the divisions will be sort of split in four or two two groups of four and played on a kind of a local basis, and so every team plays only plays three games and then a final or something something like that. And you're kind of going, yeah, fine. Like normally. Absolutely, top of the table clash in Division Two to get into Division One next year. You know, huge thing in any team's development. You have to do it. You have to get to Division One, and that's fine. But um, nobody really knows like what Division One is going to be like next year, like what, or, or or of what use it's going to be, all that kind of stuff. So, like, both these teams have a real run. Uh, to their provincial final ahead of them, if uh, if life goes well for them, um, you know the Rossies have Rossies have Mayo, isn't that it? And yeah. uh, Armagh are on the side of the draw. Armagh beat uh, meet the winners of Donegal and Tyrone. Is that is that right? Uh, anyway, whatever, whatever it is, they both have. Uh, um, Huge games coming up in like a fortnight, you know, um, and they—I don't know how how big a deal not not how big a deal this is, but like, um, how balls out they're going to be going, um, because it's the first game, the first game like after after six and a half months, um, it like, it's the sort of thing that that you could absolutely see. One of the managers afterwards going, you know, we we thought everything was right and and we we were coming, you know, looking for a result here, but whew, the other crowd they just had so much intensity right from the start, and you know you're kind of going, uh, you know, the, the, I think there'll be quite a bit of that over the weekend. Teams getting a little bit kind of caught on, thinking that they're going in intense. And then not really knowing. The other thing with Armagh is like it's only a few weeks since Armagh had to stand down their panel in a COVID outbreak. Is everybody back? Is everybody firing? You know, if if a few of them actually you know had COVID for a fortnight or three weeks, what's the after effects of that? You know, that's it's hard to know. Uh, there's there's so many imponderables there. But it is, you know, on paper, absolutely the game of the weekend. And if this was, if this was the the eighth of March, uh, when the sixth round of the leagues were supposed to be on, uh, like this is one hundred percent the game of the weekend, you know. Yeah, and I suppose touching on Roscommon, uh, a big boost though for the Miz to get to two Mertes back, and then I suppose Irma, mm. um, you probably don't know the availability of Jamie Clark. No, no, I'm not sure nobody knows the availability of anybody, really. <coughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 just too early to say any of that. 
Um, so that's why that's actually why these uh, these two rounds of the league are going to be so so illuminating, really, because um, we're, we're finally going to work out where where everybody is, you know, what, who's available, who's around, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, and another kind of interesting game, Claire and Fermana, because Fermana had a COVID outbreak and. You don't know when they play the game either, yeah. according to Ryan McLennan. Yeah, and um, while at, at just at the minute while we're recording this, Paul, like nobody knows. Uh, uh, the sense coming from the GA is that it, the fixture has to be played, um, which I think is very, very rough on for Man. Pardon me. Um, I think it's extraordinarily tough on them. Um, Look, they're the bottom team in Division Two. They're probably going to be relegated anyway. Um, but you know, these games haven't been played. It's not. It's not fair to assume anything. Um, they. It's really tough on them. It's really tough when when they are in a situation where eleven, I think eleven of their squad have had uh, haven't been able to train with them. Um. You know, and I saw some of them were in the papers during the week. You know, there's really good interview in the Irish Times yesterday with one of them about, you know, the effects of it. You know, the, the, this guy, he was asymptomatic when he tested positive. Two days later, his, his symptoms kicked in and he had three days of just being welded to the couch, got up and tried to go for a run, you know, you know, may as well have been doing it under a sedative. Um, got out the other side of it, but you know, to go from that to having to play an intercounty match in the space of what a week, ten days, very tough. Really, extra, really tough on them to have to try and do that. Um, so it's hard to know really what will happen. As as I say, as we record this on whatever uh, Wednesday morning, the game is supposed to go ahead for manner being made play it like I. Uh, you know, McManaman, I don't know if he has a point where he says if this happened to one of the bigger teams than Fermanagh, um, would there be greater moves to to um, to allow the game to be forfeited? I don't know. Or, or, or postponed. Um, I suspect he has a bit of a point. Uh, the only difference being that if, like, if you're talking a bigger team, what bigger teams are you talking about? Like, are you talking about like a Kerry or a Dublin, I don't know that they would necessarily, in the current climate, really look to call off a game um, because, you know, I don't know that the league is that important to them. But I think it's that the GA basically don't want to set the precedent of um, of COVID cases getting a, getting a game postponed, which I think is not really fair, you know? Um, I don't think it's really fair, I, 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 especially with the league. You know, like they could could postpone the the last rounds of the league until you know, play a game in January or something like that. Um, uh, you know, uh, in in time, if it's crucial to get in, if it's crucial to league places, you know, there's no massive panic to get these games played. So, I think it's going to be rough on Fermanagh if they're made play this game with. Um, Everything that's gone on. 
Yeah, um, huge point there. Do you think Westmead will go all out now with Dublin up first round in the knockout championship? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Westmead, they're an interesting one in that um, the next two weeks are their championship. Really? Like, you know, they're going to get hockeyed by Dublin. So they're not... It'll be. I would love to to get an insight into what their training has been like for the last two weeks, given that, or last whatever four weeks, given that they are essentially training for these games at the end of the league. Like because you got to set targets for yourself. You can't you can't just train away for you know for the sake of it. So they will have set this target as promotion. You know because it is they're third in the league. It is eminently doable for them to get promoted. Uh, they have, you know, they have Leash and then Kildare. Really, really, really good to pit themselves against them, win those two games and they, and they, you know, real, real good chance of promotion. Um, and like, if they get back to Division 1, <laughs> they're a team that were in Division 1, I think, I'm going to pick a year out of the air, but I think it was like 2012 or 2013. Then they went all the way down to Division 4, and this would complete the journey all the way back to Division 1, which is some achievement, you know. And, and, and you know, in fairness to them, they do at least keep their leagues interesting. Um, but there's no point pretending that they're going to beat Dublin, you know. Um, they're just not. So if their 2020 inter-county uh, year is going to mean anything it's going to mean these two games so you would suspect that they have to be going eyeballs out to, to win them um, you know the, this is this has to be their target because look, Dublin are going to beat them so <laughs> it's, it's a, it is the and there's no back door that's the you know and like you know obviously the GA had to form their championship the way they had to form it, and fine, it's uh, it's it's tough in the time scale to have done anything else. But uh, you know, a knockout championship is a knockout championship, and you know your 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 year is over after seventy minutes. So if they want to get anything out of the year at all, this this has to be it. Yeah, and moving on to um, the entry court. Sit top uh, on ten points. Uh, mm. You would have been fancying them to give a huge battle against Kerry in the semi-final, but the news they've got this week with Kevin O'Donovan out, Kevin Crowley looks out, but especially to lose Kieran Sheehan is a massive blow. Well, y- yes, I mean it is. It feels like a massive blow, except that we don't know what Kieran Sheehan was coming back to them yet. Like, if it was Kieran Sheehan from 2010, 2012, um, yeah, that's massive. But um, he's been away a long time, and the the record of guys coming back from Australia and playing straight away hasn't been great, you know? Like, who who has come back and, and really set the world alight after they came back? Mickey Quinn, maybe, uh, in Longford. A um, couple of the down lads. It's like, I don't know, it's not, you know, the same with, with Connor McKenna up in Tyrone. 
I don't know that it like it, it wasn't a slam dunk that that Kieran Sheehan was going to come back and be the the brilliant brilliant forward that he was in those Cork teams around the turn of the decade. So yeah, it, it is a blow. I'd say um, more nearly more of a blow is uh, Tomas Clancy is injured. Uh, not definitely out for the year, but that bleeding carry game is four weeks away. You know, uh, and that is he'd be in a race against time to get get there for that. Um, Cork have nothing to do until then, really. You know, they they uh, are promote. Well, they're not definitely promoted, but they're go to like they're the only unbeaten team in the league. Um, and one draw will see them up, and a win will will see them win win out the division. Um, they are they have the <laughs> like this is this is an Ulster man uh, moaning as ever, but like they have the luxury of you know their season starts on November the eighteenth. Uh, fair enough, it starts against Kerry, but they can put absolutely everything into one game from right now, and. Not even from right now, from the 14th of September when they got back training. They had, they have from the 14th of September to the 15th of November to absolutely commit to what they're going to do to beat Kerry in Parky Uh Whether it comes off or not, it's a different story, but they know that they, like they were on an upward curve last year. Um, but when you compare that to <laughs> some of the counties in Ulster, you have to like, like to pick to pick my own county, Monaghan will have played uh, three three games before uh, Cork and Kerry have played one. You know, <laughs> so it is um, yes the old uh, the old championship structure is um, is desperately unfair. But there you go. And I suppose a huge chance for Longford now. Uh... Second uh, on seven points, and like it'd be absolutely massive for a county like Longford to go up to Division Two. Yeah, it's funny. I'll be surprised if they do. Uh, I think Down will take that second spot. Um, I they they Down have done Down have played the harder games so far, um, and have got their seven points. And Longford have played the easier games and got their seven points. Um, Longford have uh, Derry and Cork left to play, whereas Down have Leitrim and Louth, uh, and Leitrim and Louth are the bottom two teams in the division. You know, so uh, yeah, it's a it's a good chance for Longford, but I can't really see them. Maybe Cork take their eye off the ball in the last day. Hard to know. Uh, Derry would be sticky. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, it it looks like a good chance for 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 Longford but I wouldn't um I wouldn't have an awful lot of faith in them seeing and out seeing it out ahead of down like um, down had the harder fixtures and came through them and did well in them um and are probably a bit of a better bit of a better side uh, but they definitely have two handier fixtures like they finish off with Lowes and Leitrim which is you know fairly straightforward and if they win both of those uh, they go up along with Cork, and it shouldn't be. There shouldn't be too much, um, too much variety there. I think that seems pretty straightforward. Forwardly, what's going to happen? And uh, just the last thing now in Division Three, I suppose one county that can take a huge positive 
uh, with lockdown coming is Tipperary with the return. Mm. It couldn't have been. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, and, and there was even a, there was even a brief um, brief prospect there about a week ago that uh, that they might have Colin O'Reardon back uh, because he was in training with them uh, on a visit home from, from Sydney, but uh, he moved very, very quickly to... Uh, to make sure that Sydney heard that he definitely, definitely was not going to play any inter-county while he was at home. Um, because that would have been some coup if Colin O'Reardon was back playing. Because, you know, I, I, this is one of those years where there's a monster final in it for, for Tipperary. You know, they, uh, they, are in the side, they are on the opposite side of the draw to Cork and Kerry. Um, there is a chance for them to get through. They have to beat... Uh, Clare and then the winners of Waterford and Limerick. So they have um, a good chance of, of making a, a monster final. They need to take care of business a little bit just in the league first here because there is still a little uh, slight chance they could get uh, relegated. Uh, they're in the same points as, as Leitrim. Um, they get to, no. They play Leitrim on the on the last day, and that may come down to to a relegation decider. Um, and I'm sure they would, you know, they would expect to take care of business there. But they're another one of these teams that have uh, a glut of games coming up. You know, like they play four weekends in a row uh, just to get to a monster final. Um, so they. Um, they could have. Uh, they would. They would need to make sure. They they need to get the the. Because God Almighty, they can't be going re getting relegated to Division Four. So they they need to get that out of the way fairly sharpish. Um, but you're right. Like they have got players back who had gone travelling, especially Michael Quinlivan. Uh, you know, there was a couple more that you know Liam McGrath stayed in in Australia rather than coming home during the lockdown. Which uh, you know, had they been able to get him back, it would have been a, 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 a real difference maker. But I see Potty Fian is in there. Uh, I think they lost one player to to Tip Hurland squad and got another another player back, and um, so it evened itself out a little bit. But they they yeah, as I say, they need to take care of business and make sure that they don't get relegated. But like, there's a monster final there for them. Imagine you know, and and. Um, Okay, uh, as I said about Westmead, Westmead aren't going to beat Dublin. They're not going to beat Kerry. But it's, it seems weird to think about it this way, but if Cork managed to, to beat Kerry, you know, tipping Cork, you know, Tipperary have threatened to beat Cork numerous times over the last few years and still really haven't done it. Um, but uh, they would fancy it more than they'd fancy a monster final against Kerry. Yeah, and briefly now, just touching on Division 4, uh, extremely tight. Uh, Limerick mm. in first place in eight points, in Antrim at seven, Wexford with six, Wicklow at six, Sligo at six, Carlo at four, Waterford at three, and London obviously not playing now with the COVID, but mm. like, just extremely tight down there. Uh, hugely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, and a really an interesting enough division because, of course, since since uh, lockdown, you know, Wexford have lost their manager, um, Paul Galvin left, um, and there's more or less they've a, a, a sort of a decider against Limerick this Sunday. You know, Limerick win that, Limerick are, are promoted, Wexford win it, and it's a real ding dong over the closing uh, couple of weeks. Uh, 
thankfully, actually, uh, the London thing doesn't really matter because their remaining games are against uh, Carlo and uh, Waterford, I think. Um, and they're, so they're the bottom three teams with each other. So that's not going to affect promotion. So it's going to come down to, to Antrim, Limerick and Wexford. Um, Antrim are very good. I, I, I saw a little bit of one of their games during the league and they were they were better than, than I expected. Um, and they could find their way up reasonably straightforwardly. Like they, they have Waterford on the last day. Uh, Wicklow this weekend and yeah although like Limerick have had a really good really Limerick had the best start like and they sit on top I could see them getting mugged there you know that that I could see Antrim and, and uh, Wexford passing them out uh, just over the last couple of days like it, these last two fixtures will, will decide really what what Limerick have had in them like they, they had um they had sort of the run of the fixtures in the early part of the year, but they finish off now against Wexford and against uh, Sligo. So it'd be good. It'd be interesting to see. Like that's you know, they wouldn't be used to be in top of any league, uh, and this is their championship. You know, like, this is it. Um, um, and and that's why you know these two weeks are so much more important down the leagues than they are at the top of the league. Even though we spent most of our time talking about the top of the league, but down the league, this is it, you know, Limerick, Antrim, Wexford, um, wherever their road leads them, it has to lead out of Division 4 first, because that's that's just the base camp, you got got to get out of there, you got to move up the leagues and, and find out where you're going. And yeah, just finally, actually touching on Antrim, um, the news of Caseman Perry emerging finally last night, uh, a massive yeah. positive for Antrim. Yeah, well, we'll yeah, we we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Like, like, yes, it has got the got the go ahead and all of that sort of stuff. But Jesus, they're they're talking about rebuilding Casement Park for a long time now. Um, I don't know in the current climate if uh, if uh, it will just be built as quickly as uh, as we all think it will. Um, there's not a lot of money around to do it, so um, it will. Yeah, look. Antrim need Casement Park, you know, the 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 GA structure up there needs a focal point and that needs to be it. And they need to build it like it is a disgrace that it has sort of been grown over uh, and derelict for, for so long. Um but I would um I would say we'll be hope well Hopefully the Jesus will be out of the pandemic at least by the time Gisman Park is built. Would we like to take bets on which one will be done first? They both seem, <laughs> they both seem a fair distance off as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. It'll be fascinating to see some of the results in the league this weekend. Mm. First games since six months. But thanks a million for your time, uh, Malachi. Thank you.